This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, hour number two. And our next guest, Jason Isaac, joining us now, founder of the American Energy Institute and a former House of Representative. Jason, welcome. How are you? It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. And again, as, as I said earlier, thanks for accommodating us on our phones. And for those of you listening, uh, some of you may have been trying to call in that last hour. Uh, I apologize. You cannot. If you've got any questions for us, please send me a text, 307 200 8222. But Jason, you have found, or there's been some studies, I think, that have found that while people driving EVs, and full disclaimer, I own one. I bought one a few years ago, really, and I'm a car guy. I've got another show that I do on Saturdays, uh, Drive Radio, and, and I'm a car guy at heart. And I wanted to really learn and know about EVs, not from the political green side of it, because no, they're not green. In fact, I've said it for years. If you think you're buying any new vehicle to save the planet, stop. A, the planet doesn't need saving. B, you're not going to save it by buying a new car. But beyond that, I've learned a lot about them by owning them and so on. And there's a lot of folks out there that think you're going to save a ton of money in buying one. But let's get down to the brass tacks. What does it really cost when it comes to fueling an electric vehicle? Yeah, when you look at it, you're actually paying probably close to a dollar twenty-one for your incremental electricity cost wherever you're charging. But then there's additional fees on top of that. And over a 10-year ownership of an electric vehicle, the true cost for charging an electric vehicle when you break it down by gallon equivalent, you're closer to over $17 per gallon. Now, you've got a lot of listeners out there you need to send thank you notes to because they're the ones that are covering the additional cost for you to charge your electric vehicle. Right. And, and, and I know, in fact, even the buying of said vehicles, a lot of folks are utilizing the credits that are out there. And again, as I've, I, I, a, I don't think we should subsidize anyways. That's a whole nother conversation, Jason. You know, Jason, I could probably have, and I do have here on a routine basis. I am not a, I am not a subsidy guy. Whether it be farming or otherwise, I'm not a subsidy guy. I don't think that's the way the free market should work. It's not a free market when you subsidize. By the way, it's why I'm so much against it. If electric vehicles are to make it on their own. Or to make it, I should say, they need to make it on their own without any subsidies of any kind, by the way. Yeah, because those subsidies get pushed down to the least among us. They get pushed down to people that are buying internal combustion engines. Correct. And so the research. Or, or not buying them at all. 
They're, they're absolutely not. You know, a year ago, there was about 34,000 electric vehicles sitting on lots. Today, that number is over 121,000. Uh, the dealers are finally asking for some reprieve because Correct. they're sitting on their lots longer than they would like. And then they have to put the infrastructure on their lots at their cost to charge them. That's right. Uh, and, and the costs get pushed down to people. So if you do buy an internal combustion engine, you're contributing a significant portion and a per gallon equivalent of that is about six dollars that the, someone that's buying internal combustion engine is contributing because of these things called cafe credits and that's right. why the american energy institute exists is to end subsidies subsidies for oil gas coal nuclear wind solar you name it we are a free market first institution uh, that opposes any subsidization or market distorting policies like esg so yes there are american energy producers that want to end all subsidies which would actually reduce the cost of energy for the consumers and and, uh, and really quick jason through the roof i'm assuming level the playing field as well and i'm sure that you could speak to it even better than i typically speaking and you know you and i could go through the nuances of this but typically speaking subsidizing doesn't level the field it actually picks winners and losers doesn't it yeah it really does and anytime you subsidize anything it results in higher costs Right. There's there's no example that you can tell me otherwise. You get the government more involved in something, whether it's higher ed, healthcare, automobiles, the cost increase to all consumers. And that makes those the products more scarce. Uh, and, and that hurts consumers as well. Right. And, and for everybody listening, please, let me make sure that we're clear on this as well, Jason. There's a difference between an all-out tax credit subsidy versus depreciation in the way the tax code works. We're not talking tax code. We're talking actual credits and subsidies, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, when you look at things like the investment tax credit that every company gets, every business owner gets, uh, and there are certain deductions that business owners takes, but when you have a direct subsidy, like for the federal government, it's $7,500 tax credit available for an electric vehicle. You add on the additional cost, these corporate average fuel economy, the CAFE standards, that tells automobile manufacturers your fleet has to be at this level of miles per gallon across the entire fleet of what you produce well some of them can't do that right most of them can't do that by the way yeah they they can't in tesla they created this multiplier that save a gallon of gas you don't get credit for one gallon of gas saved you get credit for 6.67 gallons that's right that's right it's just this arbitrary number it's complete fraud it is that's right that's where tesla made 1.78 billion dollars in revenue last year on selling those credits to other automobile manufacturers so they could arbitrarily raise their fuel economy across their fleet using credits created by the government it's a scam and we're all paying more for it yeah and and i've said this for years and i you know you can either not a a tesla you know a musk fanboy by any means i do think some things that he's done politically speaking of late is pretty decent so i'll give the guy credit where credit's due and i will also give a person credit where if they know these things are there and they can take advantage of them jason i'm not faulting anybody for that we created the system that he's thereby playing with he didn't create it we did or government did i should say yeah the people that we elected created this program based on false fear you know that we only that's right what six years left to live or we were supposed to die two decades ago according to al gore you know whatever this fake number is because people are part of a climate cult that are trying to scare us into action that's right you know john Kerry today saying that we've got to eliminate all coal-fired power plants ridiculous 
it's what we really need more of in this country is more coal-fired power plant. And as I've, I've testified multiple times for the U.S. Congress, I've said of all the technology the Chinese steal from us, it'd be nice that we utilize our pollution control technology, yeah. technologies because we've become world leaders in clean air in this country. We've reduced pollution nearly 80% over the last five decades. And so the left realizes that we're victorious in that front. We're number one when it comes to access to clean and safe drinking water. Well, let's focus on this little trace gas percent of the right. atmosphere. That's right. And they said, let's just focus on this because, well, first, it's necessary for life on Earth, and it's made possible by when you burn fossil fuels that create prosperity and environmental leadership. Those are bad things, according to the left. And so they're just trying to control every aspect of our lives by this cult-like fascination with yep. decarbonization. It, I, and it really I call is a cult. cult Kool-Aid. No, yeah, it really, really is. No, yeah. it, it is. It's very much a cult. And, and really, as a side note, and part of why I also drive an EV is, and I'm learning more about them, is if you're a car person and you love the exhilaration of driving instant power, then you'd know exactly what I mean. My point is, even for for those individuals that just like the whole technological aspect of EVs, to your point a moment ago, we actually need more coal-fired plants or more power, if you would, to actually be able to power them. When you're charging one EV, you're pulling the electricity of a small grocery store. Correct. When you're charging four, it's pulling the electricity off the grid equivalent of a Walmart supercenter. So think about that. You're absolutely right. And, and, and those costs are picked up by all ratepayers because you have to upgrade right. your transmission, your distribution. Uh, and, and so Which, by the way, Jason, I'm, I'm not against. Our grid is dilapidated. We need major, major upgrades. I'm just saying do that in the right manner. Let the free market dictate that, not through all of these stupid subsidies that you and I are now in debt with our great-grandchildren over. Yeah, you're spot on. And if we don't let get the market free, our grid is going to continue to fall apart. We're going to continue to see blackouts and brownouts around this country. And then you're going to lead to deindustrialization. It's happened in Germany. It's happened in the United Kingdom. Manufacturing is fleeing those countries because power has become so scarce and expensive. And that's the last thing we want. We produce things in this country more responsibly than anywhere else. We need to be producing more of the things that we want uh, here in this country because, again, we produce them better than anywhere else. But we have to have power to do that. And you need power from coal, natural gas, and a lot more nuclear. Jason Isaac, again, with us, founder of the American Energy Institute, and as you can tell, former House of Representative as well, and understands fully what we're talking about. Jason, when it comes to... A lot of these quote-unquote mandates, even mandates not only on the cafe side, but how many EVs the government wants to see, which, again, being a car guy and understanding that whole world and the whole aspect of, you know, I owned repair shops for years and years and years. I still coach automotive repair shops. I understand, not bragging, but I understand that world very, very well. I also understand consumer adoption is very slow. Early adopters got in, folks like myself even that wanted to learn about these vehicles. Those folks have bought and maybe even bought a second time. But those are the individuals that are, how should I say this, Jason? There's a limited supply of that buyer, and the market share right now is about 8%. Government wants to see that they'll go all the way up to 30%, and frankly, it's a number we're just not going to see. It's not going to exist. No, you're right. There's only a limited supply of wealthy people that can afford to buy these, what are really just a nice gadget. I mean, that's, they're, they're that's what it is. You're correct. It, it, it is a gadget. And what you're seeing, with the exception of Tesla, because people are very brand loyal to Tesla. They're, they're fanboys. Other, they're, they're, that's another cult following, by the way. 
Yeah, and I, hey, I've got one of those with some technology products that I use. Uh, you know, I, that, that's my addiction, if you will. Right. But it's not in vehicles. But outside of Tesla, the other automobile manufacturers, people that have bought an EV and then they go to buy another car a few years later, they're getting rid of that EV. Over 50% of them are getting rid of that electric vehicle and going to an internal combustion engine. Yeah, they're there's limited. And to your point earlier, and I, I've talked about this in depth because – I own one, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to have other vehicles outside of that where if I want to take a trip to the mountains or I want to go for a, uh, you know, a day and a half or I want to go coast to coast, I've got vehicles to do that. I'm not relying on the plug-in vehicle only. And that's one thing government has forgotten. Well, I shouldn't say forgotten. Government wants to see us not drive any farther than what they dictate we drive, in my opinion, is that's where a lot of this EV push is also coming from. You're right. I think government loved the lockdowns because we were stuck in our homes. That's right. Uh, depending on the whims of the government. But I will tell you, there's one thing that the lockdowns proved. You took 40 to 50 percent of the vehicles off the road and air quality in some of the cities in the United States didn't improve. Right. It actually got worse because right. our air quality is near a natural state in this country. You did see massive, significant improvements in air quality in places like China. And that's why I make the joke about pollution control technology, because that last year they're building two coal-fired power plants a week that are continuing on that trend. And it would be nice if they would utilize pollution control technology to improve human Agreed. health. Agreed. Because some of that pollution at certain concentrations is not healthy. Uh, but we've, we've done that here in this country. And we need the rest. I, I advocated for a Pittsburgh Accord when our, when our former president said he doesn't represent the people of Paris, he represents the people of Pittsburgh. And I said that he needs to call on our trading partners to meet yes. safe air quality yes. standards because that yes. would actually improve the environment yes. around the world. Agree. Agree. Now, somebody just called in a moment ago. Our phones are back up, but we'll leave you where we're at right now, uh, Jason. Somebody asked, you know, what do I feel? And maybe I can get your opinion on this as well. On hybrids, Toyota's really pushing the hybrid end. Their, their CEO even has said, listen, we're not going to go this full EV way. We'll let the market dictate what we need to do. The market has dictated that they do have a, a fondness of hybrids, which, by the way, that technology works extremely well, and Toyota's been a very, very big leader in that. What are your thoughts on the hybrid versus the full plug-in EV? That is where the market would have gone, and I hope it does correct and goes back to hybrids yeah. if we can eliminate some of this federal market manipulation. Yep. Because that yep. is the most efficient way to go. Yep. The truck, and I, my background was in the trucking industry. I okay. worked for Eaton Corporation, okay. and they were they were looking at these hybrid components. Uh, but the government was telling them you need to go full right. electric. There's That's a right. reason why Dodge Ram just built an electric truck. With a natural that's right. gas, that's right. You know, you know, that's uh, right. Charger built into. Well, what it. they did is they stole the idea from the Chevy Volt with a V back in the day, because that's really all a Volt was. All Dodge did or Ram did was basically take that same concept. Which again, free market. That was at a time where GM wasn't being mandated build the Volt. They were doing all of that R and D. Uh, Jason, on their own, they came up with a great product, which, by the way, I don't know why they quit. Well, I know why they quit making it. They weren't getting a return on that investment. It was so stinking expensive that they went the government mandate way because they could get the subsidies. Again, we go back to what you said earlier and opened up with. The subsidies took away a great car, the Volt, and put them into a full EV. And now now Ram is going to resurrect that, get 700 miles out of a tank of, out of a tank of gas when it's all said and done. Yeah, but they get the credit of being an electric vehicle. That's right. And they get that multiplier. That's right. So they're saving 700 gallons of, of you know fuel for a trip. Yep. Then they're going to multiply that times 6.67 and yep. spread that across their That's fleet. Right. 
it's and essentially, arbitrary. even though it's a plug-in vehicle that meets all of the determiners that Jason just said for the government sides of the fence, folks, it really is at the end of the day. I know it's not a true hybrid. It's a plug-in vehicle with a gas-powered engine that charges the battery. But for all <laughs> intensive purposes, Jason, it's a hybrid. Yeah, it's it, it's identifying as an electric vehicle, but you're right. It's a hybrid. It with really natural is gas generator on board. That's exactly like, I, right. I, I, and I hope that we. Which, can by the way, I'm not policy. against. I mean, that is great technology. And as a car guy myself, if that works, fabulous. Take it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Look, I've got a natural gas Ford F-150 pickup truck that runs on both gasoline and natural gas, and I can drive it all the way from Texas all the way to Colorado because I've done it several times and fuel up on natural gas. The Nothing whole wrong with way. that. And I'm paying less than two dollars a gallon for fuel. Yep. And I'm buying fuel that I know 100% comes from the United States. That's one thing I loved about natural gas. And the fact and on the, that vehicle, just again being a car guy, that engine will burn so much cleaner and last so much longer by doing so. Congrats. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thanks so much. Now, if I could just keep the teenage boys away from it, it might stay out of the shop. <laughs> there we go. Jason, this has been a joy. You, you, As you can tell, you're in great company. You are welcome anytime. I love talking about this, A, because it's, it's my passion. I'm a car guy. I love talking about all of this. And I also don't like the fact that the average U.S. citizen is being hoodwinked by the government and told a pack of lies that aren't true, by the way. No, you're absolutely right. And we've got to get rid of some of these subsidies and get as close to a free market as we can. So we can really see some advancements on the automobile industry. Well, hey, Jason, again, if you're you're welcome anytime, appreciate you joining us. Thank you, by the way, very much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, we'll let him go. I'll move on. Again, great topic. I love, as you guys all know, I love talking about that, being somebody that not only is in the car world like I've been my whole life, but also owning uh, EVs and understanding them probably, not probably, I'll go out and say this, better than most, if not all, journalists out there. Why? Because I own one, and I'm a car guy to boot, and I understand everything about the way that works, the technology, the charging, and so on. I also will tell you that if I get time today, I will, if not tomorrow. There's also some articles on our sides of the aisle that criticize the EV side. I'm not that person either. And I'll explain again. If I get time today, I'll do that today. If not, I'll get into that for sure tomorrow. But i got to take my break. I know we're behind, but I wanted to spend some time with Jason. I enjoy talking to him very much. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Make sure your plumbing is working right. And if you have any issues as we go through these holidays uh, with any problem at all, or if you want to do some upgrades, they're there for you as well. My son and I both were talking about toilets over the weekend. And that, yes, is an upgradable island, up, upgradable I should say item, not island, but item with Hi-Fi Plumbing. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Low water pressure can ruin your day, but high water pressure can damage your fixtures and appliances, and High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. High pressure causes water to flow too powerfully through your pipes, so when it comes to the end of a line, it slams into your fixture or appliance, causing damage that potentially voids the warranty on the appliance or fixture. So if you're hearing banging in your pipes that sounds like this, you may have water pressure that's far too high. 
There are many factors that can affect water pressure, so High 5 installs a device to measure and regulate that pressure, so you're not damaging your toilets, faucets, fridges, or anything else in your home that uses water. For water pressure that's out of control or even just to find out if it is, call High 5 for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-5 or go to klzradio.com plumbing and tell them you're a KLZ listener for $50 off your repair. Veteran Windows and Doors, the security of that front door is a top concern of Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors. Call him today and find out what he can do for you. KLZRadio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors won't pressure you to sign on the dotted line today to get, quote, the best prices. Owner Dave Bancroft wants you to take your time in making the right choice for your home and believes educating you, the customer, is the number one priority. Other companies just want to pressure you into a sale right now. Dave has seen homeowners with buyer's remorse after working with other high-pressure salesmen. Dave knows all the pitches and sales gimmicks out there. Dave respects you as a homeowner, so he will never pressure you. Veteran Windows and Doors is so confident in their top quality windows and expert installation process, they want you to get three competing bids. Veteran is not afraid to be compared to other companies because they want to do right by you. Don't get pressured into buying windows before you are ready. Work with Veteran Windows and Doors by going to klzradio.com slash window today. Bruce Simmons, we talked to Bruce momentarily during the uh, top of the hour at 3 o'clock, by the way. But if there's any questions you have when it comes to reverse mortgage, give him a call today. Find him by going to klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith wants to help you with your future financial plans. As we get to the end of the year and you're trying to make decisions when it comes to your finances, give Al a call. And it's easy. Go to klzradio.com and look for Golden Eagle Financial. Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that now is the time to start planning for retirement. The older we get, the faster time seems to pass. Having Al coach you through your retirement plan means you won't waste a second. He will ensure that your retirement accounts respond quickly to changes in the market and changing regulations. Al Smith also knows that the most successful retirees he's helped have come to him long before they retired. Retirement may seem far away, but everything is relative and those days will pass faster with each sunrise. You want to enjoy the best days of your retirement. Travel, give, volunteer, and truly live in your retirement by contacting Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. 
at klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. Registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt should be joining us at 5 o'clock for our Monday Mortgage Minute. In the meantime, anything you need when it comes to a mortgage, his number, 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS, 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. And Premier Home Remodels, again, beginning to end. They can help you with the entire process, including the design of your remodel project. And no project is too large for them, by the way, too small or too large. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels can turn your remodeling ideas into reality with their 3D digital rendering of your home project. Premier can prevent any surprises by creating this clear picture of what your project will look like upon completion. This 3D digital rendering breaks down the whole process from the design to construction work, while also showing you every detail of the tile, cabinets, structure, and more. Premier will help eliminate any guesswork on what your updated remodel might look like by showing you the reality of how it will turn out. Premier also works with you to customize your ideas within your budget. This gives you the next level detail, not just visually, but also financially. Premier Home Remodels always takes the time with you to fine-tune every design aspect to fit your specific needs and desires. To see the full picture of what your remodel will look like, go to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Trying to get my son Richard to join us here in a moment. We'll talk through some of the things that happened over the weekend in sports, which that was a, well, for a lot of you, it was a big weekend, whether you were into the college end of things or the pro end of things, still a big weekend. Uh, I want to though, uh, dovetail before I get into Richard talking about our last conversation we had with Jason about EVs and all of that. Now, again, I will try my best to get into uh, more of this, uh, maybe even tomorrow with Andy. But yes, the EV sides of the aisle, the three major automakers, and there's, of course, others out there as well, but the three major automakers here in the U.S., uh, because of what happened with the union and the fact that consumer demand for EVs is flat, if not turning down, they are pausing their investment into the EV production sides of things. Now, 
I think we had solid conversation with Jason. And frankly, if we would have just let the market dictate what people wanted, would Tesla still exist? Yes. Would it exist in the way that it does if it hadn't had those credits and subsidies that Jason was talking about? I, I don't know, by the way. I, I have my, my doubts, so I'm not sure whether or not it would exist in its same form today. I think it still would exist, but would it exist and be as strong of a company as it is now? I doubt it. I, I really I, I have my doubts. I did see an interview with Elon Musk over the weekend, which I thought was was somewhat eye-opening because I, I learned some things I didn't know prior. And I, again, I will give credit where credit's due. In regards to all of the patents that Tesla owns, they're open. They will share those patents, and they don't require any kind of a fee for folks to use them. Now, they're still theirs. They still have the rights to them, but they'll share those, which I didn't. Did you know that, Charlie Pryor? I didn't know that. And that was coming off of the heels of a interview he did talking about how much regulation he has to go through, whether it be Tesla or SpaceX when it comes to what they do as a company. And the stupid things they have to do at times when it comes to regulation, I found it, I mean, I didn't find it surprising because I know there's a lot of regulation when it comes to car companies and especially a, a rocket company. I had no idea it was as big as it actually was. But let's move on. My son Richard joining us now. I'll have to put him on speaker, Charlie, because he can't get through on the phone. So, Richard, are you there? I am here, yep. All right. So, again, I was talking a little bit about Tesla, some different things I learned over the weekend and so on. I may come back to that a little bit later. But give us an update of how things ended up over the weekend sports-wise, because there was a lot of things in the news, including who should go on to the playoffs on the college end of things, plus some upsets on the pro side. Yeah, so... Uh, college playoff, um, we'll, we'll start there, right? So college, you had your championship games this past weekend. For folks that don't know, uh, several years ago, I want to say it was about 10 years ago now, the uh, the the main, essentially the, the football league all got together in, in the uh, NCAA. This is separate from the NCAA, but they all got together and said, hey, we want a better system because for those of you that don't remember, the old system was the, the BCS, the Bull Championship Series. And that was essentially decided by computers. Well, the biggest problem with that, Dad, that folks around here remember is back in 2001, CU beat Nebraska, beat Texas in the Big 12 championship. We only had one loss on the year. We felt like we should be in the national championship. It would have been against Miami. And the computers thought differently. They put Nebraska as the second team. And ultimately, even though we had beaten, which which, even though we had beaten Nebraska kind of goes along the lines of what's happening right now when it comes to Texas and Alabama. Am I right? Sort of. So what they did is they, they, they input a, an entirely new system that basically is a, commi- it's a committee made up of athletic directors and other people, okay. and they, they essentially replaced the computers. And instead of only two teams, they have done four teams. Now, this changes next year to 12 teams, but okay. we'll talk about that at another point in time. Okay. And so they get together after the final games of the year, and they basically decide... Uh, essentially the who the four best teams and there's a key there dad right the four best teams and lots of different factors are at play right they want conference champions essentially they take into account head-to-head matchups right they also take into account and this is a key 
other mitigating factors such as you know schedule where games were right, played right. and also players or coaches who may not be available for example in florida state this is the big deal they went 13 and 0 did not lose a game all season however two games ago their quarterback i think he's a senior broke his leg he is now out for the rest of the season right okay. The, and, and they did this a few years ago, the, the committee did. And basically what, what they said is that Alabama, an SEC team who lost to Texas on their own field by 10 points, so a pretty significant loss and a pretty significant – it was early in the season. But they were a better team than Florida State without their starting quarterback. And honestly, Dad, I, for one, actually agree with them because Florida State – was not the same team. And I know you can argue, and lots of people are going to say, well, you don't know how they would have fared, and you don't know what they would have come up with over the next few years, and you never know what happens in football. Well, yes and no. For the most part, you could see kind of how things were trending. Alabama's trending up. They're playing their best football of the year. Even Texas is playing really good. Washington's playing good football, and obviously Michigan as well. Florida State has struggled their past two games. Granted, they still won them, and I don't think that anything should be taken away from that. And I can also see the argument made for putting them in. But do we really want? Do you really want to put them in as the four seed? They play Michigan, and then they ultimately get destroyed. Right? They lose by two, three scores. Is that really what you want as far as a competitive game? And granted, there have been non-competitive games. In terms of the uh, you know the college football playoff in right. both the semifinals and the finals prior to this, so I'm not saying that that would have you know, been something that's never happened before. But ultimately, Dad, you know, all of these kids want to be treated like a business, right? right. They want to make money. They want to do all this stuff. Well, the committee sort of did that, and I don't think they, they're they're necessarily excuse me necessarily going to come out on their face and say that. But what they did is said, "Wow." Michigan-Alabama should be a great game. It's going to draw great ratings. Washington-Texas, great game, going to draw great ratings, right? Mm. That's how they really wanted it to be. And and ultimately, that probably won out when you would compare Florida State and Alabama together. Mm. And so, and, and now obviously people, people argued, well, the SEC should have been held out because, yeah, Georgia lost in the championship game. Alabama beat them, but Alabama lost to Texas again, as we mentioned on the right. home home field, and so lots of kind of uh, you know kind of back and forth on, on what should be done. You feel for the Florida State kids, but here's the, here's the reality, right? In NFL, and because people are comparing this to the NFL, but but here's the reality: it's not the same, right? Because in the NFL, if you get up to the very you know last two or three games, right? And this this happened to the 49ers last year, right? That right. they got to the playoffs. Their quarterbacks got hurt. They were playing a third stringer, and they got destroyed by the Eagles. The Eagles didn't, you know, no one was crying about it at that point in time because that's what happened, right? Injuries happen. Now, people are going to say, well, but they still had a chance. Well, that's because they had done done well and the way that the NFL system works, right? You know, you earn your bid through your records and things like that. Next year, this isn't an issue because they go from four teams to 12 teams and now yes our teams 13 and 14 gonna have gripes that they didn't make it yeah you probably could argue that but i think you're gonna have less gripes dad because likely teams 13 and 14 aren't gonna be undefeated mm. you know what i mean they're gonna have one right. or probably more than probably two or three losses right where the committee is gonna be able to 
point to and say, yeah, we think that loss is worse than that loss or that loss is, you know, that sort of a situation. And so, yeah, it's a bummer. I think the committee did right. I think ultimately we as a consumer are going to get a better product, ultimately. Um, and I think that all of us on, on, you know, on New Year's Day sitting there watching these games will be fantastic. And I think we're all really going to enjoy them. But it's kind of a bummer for the Florida State kids. But ultimately, and actually, you know, speaking locally, Coach Prime was kind of out in his media tour this week because his his series on Amazon Prime kicks off on on Thursday. Um, and he basically said, and mind you, he's a Florida State you know guy. Right, he went to right. Florida State. Well, you, you would argue you know, he, he's different than that. He said, yeah, kind of. He's like, it's a bummer, but that's kind of what was right. This is a business, you know. This is well. And the difference, and really quick, the, the difference between that and the pros is the pros have already determined at the beginning of the year how things will work out. Do you get a wild card spot once you get there and you play right. well, whether you've right. got injuries or not? It's all based upon your wins and losses. Period. That's how the NFL has decided at the beginning of each season it's going to work. This is not the same. Correct. This is not the same. This is everyone's agreed to essentially leave it up to a committee people. Correct. And and people and yes, it's an unfortunate. But, but here's the other thing I, I think people are miss, missing. If Florida State, who they played an arrival in Florida two games ago, they did beat them, not by much, but they did beat them, and they played Louisville, oh, you know, over the weekend, barely were able to score a touchdown. Their quarterback, they were starting a third string freshman guy, sort of whatever it is. If they had been able to beat Louisville by, let's just say, 25 to 3, 26 to 6, right? A decisive win. I think they would have made it. Because I think they would have proven that, hey, even without our quarterback, we're still really, really good. Right. But ultimately, I think the committee looked at it and said, you guys struggled. You're still a really good team. And and here's the deal. They've got a shot to prove it because they're going to play Georgia in the Orange Bowl. And that should be a pretty good game as long as they show up and play and do what they're supposed to do. Because if they're really that good, and but but that Vegas doesn't think so because Vegas has got Georgia yeah. favored by fourteen. Well, then that's not saying that they're always right, but that says something. You know the the odds makers tend to be more, more right than they're not. So again, well, they, if they didn't, they wouldn't win the kind of money that they win. As you know how the gambling end of it works, they wouldn't win as much as they do if they didn't have that correct. Well, there wouldn't be the you know the, the palaces and the casinos. That's well, right. Everything that is in Vegas, right? That's you know, right. If, if, the, if the house didn't win, you know, more often than not. So yeah, ultimately, that I, I, again, it's a bummer for the Florida State guys, their team, the coach, the fans, everything. I get it. I feel I, I feel for them a little bit, but at the same time, you looking at it without. I don't have a dog in the fight. I really don't. I and, and I as much as I like Alabama, I thought it would be inter- entertaining to see if the mm. SEC had been shut out of a college football playoff. But ultimately, I think you have to look at the situation and say, well, they did pick the four best teams at this point in time and those other factors. And I actually think it's really good that the committee does put that sort of caveat in there, that they say, hey, these other factors do play a role. Because, again, the BCS rankings of old never did that. They never would have taken into account the human factor. And that is a pretty big factor. Whether people want to agree with that or not, you know, hum, you know right. we play, and especially in, and especially in football, that we and we've said this for forever. You know, we talked about it with the Broncos. Quarterback is the single most important position on the field. And granted, in college, you can get away with not having a great quarterback more often than not. However, at a certain point, 
it's going to catch up to you, right? That's right. right. Like, you know, and ultimately, with you know, with CU, CU has a great quarterback in Shador, couldn't block for the dude, so it didn't matter. Right. right. And you right. see it all the time in college football. You maybe have a less than great quarterback, but he's serviceable, knows the offense. You've got a really good team around him, and they can be successful. But even then, you put in the other quarterback behind him, and what ends up happening? And, and right. ultimately, you know, it, it's kind of again, it's. I think it'll be for the better, but there's lots of anger, lots of, uh, you know, upset people out there, which which I can understand why. Okay, question. Somebody just texted in. Something else on the Colorado 5A football system. New changes coming with the elite teams moving to 6A. Cherry Creek's decade-long running over smaller schools will come to an end. Chas is meeting postseason to make the corrections. I I haven't heard of that, had you? No, I didn't didn't know that they're going to be. I I know they had been in the talks a while back of them looking – to do a 6A league. And for folks that don't know, here in Colorado, you've got 5A through 1A, and then obviously you've got 8-man and 6-man football. And it all depends on school size, although there's waivers all over the place that are kind of granted. I had not heard of 6A. That My only concern there is, do you have enough large schools to create that? I know mm. Colorado's growing. And yes, Cherry Creek, You know, you, again, to this texture, um, yeah, they've been great, but there's really kind of been one constant at Cherry Creek over the past several years, and his name is Dave Logan. True. So, and he didn't even win this weekend. Columbine won this Right, weekend. I saw that. So I'm not sure what they're going to end up doing. Like I said, my concern there would be, do you have enough large schools to make that happen? They're gonna, they're, they've already decided sure. that. I just read for basketball, but I hadn't, re- I hadn't heard that uh, on football. They said they declined to do the same for football, but they may be changing at the end of the season. I again I don't know any I don't know enough about that to comment on it. You know, again like I said I'll have to take a look and see. Let me see here. Class six A this was proposed several years ago. But again, I, I I'm not. Yeah, I guess that I'm not sure. It looks like in this proposal, basically they just are kind of moving everyone up a league. So actually, it's basically five A would become six A. Interesting. Which would be, which would be, you know, and I guess you know, f- for the person texting you, Richard, that's some things you can do some homework on this week and make some make some comments on probably next week. Because that, you know, I, I would like to know what happens. I mean, because again, it's the it's the high school kids now. We're moving down a level from what we just talked about with college. But a lot of those kids from high school will go to college, and then some of them, not a lot, some of them, you know, end up hopefully making it to the pros. Although it's a very small number that do that. Correct. Yeah, like I said, that that, that is interesting to me. I'll be curious here. Let me see here. Yeah. No, see, I, and, and I'll be honest to you, the texter, I'm seeing here, Dad, and this was back in March, that this is for 24-25. They've still got 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, 8-man, and 6-man. So okay. not not quite sure what they're saying, okay. but I'll definitely do some more research okay. to see. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Ridgeline Auto Brokers coming up. We talked about used cars and EVs and all of that before Richard came on. And if you're in the, in the market for a used automobile, especially as we get into the end of the year, even some of you that are looking for some tax deductions and so on, uh, they can accommodate all of that. RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. 
For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Cybersecurity in your business is a big deal. Make sure that you're locked in and have things handled. John the Cyber Guy, 720-593-6688. John the Cyber Guy is keenly aware that there are bad people out there who want to steal your company's data and money. You hear about it all the time. A hacker steals sensitive customer information and demands a ransom before leaking it to the public or selling it on the dark web. Or a hacker enters a company's private network through an employee's home computer. The cost of ransomware and the associated loss of reputation from these attacks can cripple your business. John Kanata, the cyber guy, will protect your business and your customers from these bad actors. He and his team know the complex and ever-changing world of cybersecurity. They'll monitor your systems and protect your business from security threats around the clock. And they can do it at a price that works with your small business budget. Wondering if your business is vulnerable to the latest threats? Talk to John the Cyber Guy today to find out what they can do to properly protect your business. Go to klzradio.com slash cyber or call 720-593-6688. All right, make sure that your heater, your HVAC system is all dialed in. Your furnace is what I should say. Cub Creek can do all of that for you. 303-656-5467 or find them at klzradio.com. As the cold winter approaches, so does the dry winter air. And Cub Creek has what you need to keep your house from drying out. When the climate in a home is too dry, it can lead to annoying things like dry skin, static shocks, nosebleeds, and allergy issues. But it can also lead to serious health concerns, such as respiratory issues like asthma, immune system problems, and sinus infections. In addition to the health issues, dry air in your home can decimate hardwood floors, cabinets, and other wood in your home, leaving you with costly repairs in short order. Cub Creek partners with April Air Humidifiers, and they can accommodate any size or style of home with both steam and fan-powered humidifiers. And if a whole home humidifier isn't right for you, Cub Creek will recommend a smaller unit that they trust. The REAM-certified pro partners at Cub Creek genuinely care about your home and comfort, so reach out today by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today. Pop's Garage Door knows that nobody wants the frustration of trying to leave your house only to discover that your garage door won't open. You want a garage door that lasts a lifetime. And Pop's Garage Door is the company who can guarantee that will happen. This is why Pop's uses LiftMaster Garage Doors with a lifetime warranty. The new and improved LiftMaster Garage Door is whisper quiet with built-in brighter LED lights that never need replacing and a camera for your safety and convenience. Pops doesn't want you to hassle with your garage door not working, so they offer the highest quality garage doors. LiftMaster doors also come with a backup battery, a keypad, and sensors to help keep your home safe and secure. 
These newest features allow you to conveniently open and close your garage door with your cell phone, so no more worrying about deliveries. You want to rely on your garage door for years, so upgrade your garage with a LiftMaster from Pops Garage Door by going to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Business Equipment Sales, Solutions, and Service, or BES, is a service-first company. Their customer service is a top priority to the company and the technicians. I've built relationships with a lot of my customers. I know bigger companies typically don't operate that way. They try to keep their technicians moving around as much as possible. We're unique in that each technician has their own territory, which is beneficial for building relationships and establishing trust with your customers. We're very personable. We don't treat our customers like they're just a number. They trust us to handle all their office needs. We handle anything and everything, copier, printer, scanner, fax related. We stand by being one of the best in the industry in response time. I'd put our company up against any company. Choosing BES for your company's office puts you in good hands. Go to BESofColorado.com to learn more about the best resources for your office equipment in the Front Range area. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back talking to my son Richard about sports. And Richard, this is, again, this is another one that's been all over social media today is the officiating in the NFL, in particular last night's Sunday night football game between the Chiefs and the Packers. But I also saw some really, uh, let's just say some calls I didn't agree with during the Bronco game as well. But let's talk about the game last night first. Yeah, so, so several questionable officiating. We can even start on the last drive where Patrick Mahomes is fighting for a first down. Guy comes in, blows him up. They call him unsportsmanlike, you know, personal foul. Don't hit a guy late like that which he was still in balance, still fighting for extra yards. And then you have another situation of Mahomes throwing, you know, he threw, threw the ball down the field, guy at the five-yard line, his receiver gets mugged. And as much as I hate to, to say it, um, he did. Should have been a flag, should have been a penalty there. And they didn't call that as a penalty either. So, you know, and, and then several other questionable calls there. There was also a Hail Mary, you know, on the Hail Mary. Um, it was, you know, you could argue that they should have called a, a penalty um, there as well. And then with the Broncos, you had several questionable calls. You had a pass interference. The Broncos, or not or against the Broncos, I should say, that should have been called against one of our receivers. You also had a situation with their quarterback sort of headbutting our player, and then he gets pushed, and then we get the personal Which is a bunch of garbage, it. by the way. Totally garbage. Yeah, it is. But, but it was a bunch of garbage. I mean, and and just it. real quick, as a side note, the Texans quarterback is, in my opinion, just a, a schmuck. I can't stand that kid. You know, he's he's playing really well right now, Dad, but I wrote some calls yesterday that I was just not a fan of, to be honest with you. Agree. Okay, so here's a question, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but we've talked about this in the past. Even you and I and Andy have talked about this. You know, the NFL, of all sporting events, and I'm just going to say this straight up, when it comes to officiating, they should be the gold standard everybody else looks to achieve to. And I will tell you, as of late, I don't see that. Why? Um, some people are going to say that it's because the NFL does not employ their officials full time, right? Like you, why as much money as they all make, why? Well, I'll be honest. I think part of that is negotiated by the, uh, the referees union. Okay. And I, cause I think that, cause because that, that if you could have a job that paid you 
350 to $500,000 a year where you only have to really work five months out of the year for it. And then the rest of the time you can go to your job because a lot of these guys are lawyers. Yeah, they have other jobs. That's right. They, they've got really good jobs, right? They do. And so if you, if you could do both, why would you not want to? Well, I get that. Although to me, there's all sorts of things they could be doing in the off season, just like players do and like good quarterbacks do to where they're honing their skills and they're learning, they're watching film, they're watching mistakes even that may have been made and how do we correct those mistakes and so on. To me, that's what should be happening year round. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just don't know what the appreciable difference in in quality of officiating you would get if you have year-round officials. I just don't, and, and I don't know if they do. Okay, so here's another, and I know we only got 30 seconds. I got another question along these same lines, and I'll make this as quick as I can. Is it because, be, is it because they've also become woke and they're allowing even – and I, to me, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be sexist here. I hate the female referee end of things. I just don't see them having the same type of discernment on the field that you're going to get out of a male referee. I know I'm going to get flack for saying that, but that's just how I see it. Is that part of the issue? I, I don't think it's as much that. that I, just, I just don't. I think it's negotiated. And I, think, I don't think the league wants that additional expense, but I think their hand is going to be forced. They're going to have to pay the additional $10 million, $20 million a year for full-time officials because they're going to have to save face with the public, and I think that that may be the only way they can go. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Richard, I appreciate it very much. Have a great rest of your night. I appreciate that, and uh, I'm sorry for that last comment, but that's just how I see it. I, I To me, it just doesn't sit right. I'm sorry. Maybe that's a whole other conversation Andy and I and Richard can have at a later date, but it doesn't sit well with me. Maybe some of you it doesn't either, but personally it doesn't sit well with me. Level Engineering, find out if solar sits right with you, by the way, by calling Alan Davis. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis understands how important energy independence is, and he wants you to know how to kick the power company to the curb. Worrying about outages and the cost of extreme changes in the unforgiving Colorado climate creates anxiety. Creating your own power gives you peace of mind. No more stress about leaving your lights on when you want to, running the AC to stay comfortable, or regulating your power use because it's all your power. You will have more protection against EMP events, cyber attacks, solar flares, and more because you don't rely on public utilities to supply your power. You own the power plant, so you won't have surprise fluctuations in the bill because it's hot or cold outside. Say goodbye to surprise power bills eating into your lifestyle. Alan Davis of Level Engineering has the solution you need for complete energy independence, and he wants to share it with you. So reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar today to learn more about how solar will change your life. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, another full hour coming your way. Affordable interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers will do our Monday Mortgage Minute, uh, followed up by Ryan Walters. He's an Oklahoma State school superintendent and a former U.S. history teacher. We're going to talk about wokeness in the classroom as well. So don't go anywhere. Hour number three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.